no longer find the go live thing. Oh, because it was the way it did. Okay. It's just someone else should have been host today. This is going to be terrible. We didn't know. Right. I can try to host. It says, error, you're not receiving enough video. So can someone go and see if we're live? Because, let me see. Well, I can go on Twitter. Someone tweet us if we are, because that would be so funny. Well, you know. Yes. I never. Oh gosh, guys! I never shared the link. I put it in our Facebook Messenger. Oh, someone! I can hear me feedback on someone. Okay. Oh, what am I doing wrong? Oh, wait a minute. I know what I'm doing wrong. How about now? This is going to go down in history as the absolute worst podcast that has ever aired in the history of podcasts. No. No, no, no. It didn't. I'm positive. What do you What do you mean there are three videos going? I'm confused. All right, we are definitely live. I'm going to tweet it out. So please bear with us everybody that is um, already with us. We are live. Come join the fun. <laughs> That's all I'm putting because we just need to be done with this. It's a very long, that's very strange. <laughs> Thank you guys. Well, Thank you. But what everyone doesn't see is that you guys all did that today. Like we all tried figuring out what was wrong. Something is wrong with YouTube's um, Hangouts. Not Hangouts. Obviously, we can get on Hangouts. We have one that we purposely have that we use just for us for our office hours. But the getting there was like a problem, like a glitch, getting from the creating a new Hangout, a live event, to the actual. So it kept showing up that it was working, but we couldn't get into it. So. Um, using an old software that we used to use back in the day when we were have our four squares in there that used to keep crashing on us. That's why we stopped using it. Well, I'm using it today and it seems to be going okay. So that's where we're at right now. But but we're live and, and it's working. I would love to take it from the top. I forgot again that I'm the host. Good morning and welcome to the Christian Indie Writers Podcast. You have no idea how excited we are that you are here with us today and that we are actually here today. My name is Jennifer Carl Tong and I write Christian historical romance. And again, thank you so much for joining us today. If you like what we do and you would like to um, 
support us or um, just be a part of this, we'd like you to subscribe below. And um, I'm making lots of mistakes here because this is a different window. It's so weird. Um, yeah, just subscribe below because we promise to be better next time. <laughs> That's all I got to say. This is the time of our podcast where we normally go around and share with each other what we've been going on, what we've been doing in our personal lives, uh, what things have been exciting and maybe not so exciting. So I am going to pick on Rhonda today and make her go first because I love her. That's awesome. All right, what about you, Jamie?
buy an air mattress, but we generally have to one every couple of years. No, I think that's really great because um, a lot of you know, well, Jamie knows, I guess maybe all of you guys know, like that I've, I've included that in my book three for certain. Um, it used to be called Decoration Day. And so um, that is actually celebrated in my book three because of, I mean, it started with uh, with um, the Civil War, actually, is when it really became kind of a popular thing. So, yeah, we try to, with my husband being an ex-Marine, we tend to, uh, we do the picnic thing like that, but we tend to really... Um, kind of honor it that way. My family's always been more into Decoration Day aspect of it than Memorial Day because my family always puts flowers on on the of their whole family, everybody's grave, not just the, the fallen soldiers, but every one of my uncles served in the military, including my and my father and my husband. And so, so it's kind of a big deal for, for us around here, actually. So Speaking of my husband, we went this weekend down to visit my son at Olivet Nazarene University. He's working there this summer. He's a student there, but he's working there in the summer, so he's not coming home. So I told my girls we were going to go visit him. What I didn't tell them was that their father was going to drive seven and a half hours and meet us there. So they're going to spend their weekend with the dad. And I thought that, the, that it was spoiled because my aunt said, take my car instead. She has a brand new car that when I plug my phone in, all of a sudden my phone becomes part of the car, which is super cool. Like my GPS, my music, everything, it just kind of all becomes part of the car. But what you can't disconnect it because it's a safety thing. Like it doesn't want, they don't want you using your phone when you drive, which I totally love that. Except that when my dad kept calling and saying, well, make sure you tell Randy we said hi. And he's on speakerphone. And I kept telling my dad, you're on speakerphone. Praise Jesus that my kids were so into their tablets that they didn't listen to anything their grandpa said the whole anytime he called. So um, it was a great surprise. They were so shocked, and it was a lot of fun. So we had a really, really relaxing weekend because it wasn't like we were going down for an event. We just like swam in the pool, and I took Spencer grocery shopping, and or my husband did. We took him grocery shopping and just did things like as a family. It was just a great weekend. So that was. No, no. My, my oldest daughter got to swim in the Olivet Pool. I think she, I don't know if she chose to or not, but because she went down for what's called Celebrate Life. It's a competition, sports and arts and all kinds of things. And she went down with her violin um, to, to compete for teenagers. And so she was going down anyway. We were just going to go down just to see her. And um, yeah, so she got to. And by the way, proud mama moment, she got a one. She did really well for a kid who's only been playing for 18 months. Like she's, she has definitely got the stringed instrument uh, gene from my side of the family. And I'm just, it was, it was just a really great weekend. So. Oh my gosh. Mm. It is a lip. Go. 
I'm sorry, I thought she was asking me. It's an Olympic-sized huge pool that also has a hot tub that also has a lazy river that you can float in and float around. And there's a, a rock climbing wall. Like, it is, like, ridiculous. But see, I... There's no chlorine in it. It's salt water. Yeah. I actually prefer chlorine. I know I'm weird. I'm the only one probably that prefers chlorine pools, but... Yeah, um, but Olivet is blessed for many reasons, but one of the reasons is the De the Detroit Bears. The Chicago Bears <laughs> use Olivet's facilities for their training. So, yeah, so they pay money to Olivet to rent out, because the, they've got a couple football fields right next to each other, and the players stay there. Like, um, And so Olivet, or the Bears paid for all new beds at Olivet. So literally, these college students have this thick, of memory foam like the legitimate what is the brand name of the original memory foam yes they have tempurpedic beds in college we had cots but it was like this thick and everyone had to get like egg crates no you know whatever um so they have that and they're like so that every year olivet is able to like really kind of improve it's a great little campus for a small school it's in a christian school and i just love that uh, the professors pray with my son every day you know, before class, with the kids before class starts, it's just a blessing as a mom. So, yeah, it's a great thing. So, I do too. All right, well, today, moving on, today we are, and I'm, I'm sorry, before we move on, actually, I need to look at chat, because I've not been able to really look at that while I'm trying to troubleshoot over here. Um, there was a lot of, we're having a lot of audio issues. Apparently, I'm really loud, and they can hardly hear you guys, so I muted myself for a bit. And then went on to try to listen, and I was listening to Tina, and it sounds very much like you guys are all in cans, tin cans. I can't hear myself, um, but um, then they said that worked. So maybe when I unmuted myself, Tina was no longer muted. I don't know what I just happened. So we're going to make the best of it, ladies and gentlemen. I can't really troubleshoot this the way we're doing it because we're kind of coming in the back door to kind of do this instead of doing it the right way. So uh, if you would just keep communicating to us, if you can't hear, I would appreciate that. Maybe I just need to talk quieter so that I'm at the same level as everybody else. Maybe that would be better. Welcome to <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time you've been able to use that today. That's hilarious. All right. So today's episode, we are talking about um, things that get you off track and getting back on track. This is a conversation that started with Jamie and I, um, I believe it was, was it Monday? I yeah. Think Sunday, or Saturday. Sunday, right. Um, about how, um, I'll be honest. I'm not too honest, but I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of sick and tired of being on pin, non Pinterest, on Twitter or on Instagram. And I follow a lot of writers, and a lot of writers follow me back. Um, but in seeing all these writers post pictures of their immaculate and beautiful writing areas. And that's all they do. Like they're constantly posting different pictures of their writing areas. Now, in, in their defense, this weekend when I was sitting by the pool and my girls were swimming, I did snap a picture of my office for the day where I would have my feet up in the chair, laptop, they're swimming and I'm working away this weekend. Um, but so I, I feel I, the thing that bothers me most about it is I want to reach out to these people who I don't know as well as I do you ladies. And I just want to shake them and say, forget about your space. Just write. Get the story done. Get the book done. Um, and so we got talking about this that like it's very judgmental of me, clearly. Um, so I, I bet that there are things in my life that 
suck me out of my writing, things that distract me. And so that became a conversation that maybe we should talk about this. Like, instead of pointing fingers at other people, like I was really good at doing, um, point it back at myself and say, all right, let me look at my life. Are there areas that I am wasting time or that I'm letting distract me from my writing? Right, because there's that old adage that everybody has the same amount of time. We all have 24 hours in a day. No one gets more, no one gets less. It's just what we choose to do with those hours, right? So I'm sorry to interrupt, but they're saying that it sounds as if you guys are only coming through my headphones. So I'm going to try to unplug and see if that changes things, okay? All right, can you ladies hear me? I can hear you. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Maria and Robin, can you guys let me know if that made a difference at all? Because it is possible that so, we did have a yeah. problem with my headphones before we went live. So that could be the issue. So, all right, I'll talk a little to see if my volume is any better. Rhonda, Tina, say something. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe one of those two ladies should start us off talking about their own schedule, um, Jen or. Yeah. Jen, we, we could... I originally suggested that we. Um, I'm never coming up big. Not that I need to be big in the thing, but I had originally suggested that we would type out, pick a day this week and type out everything we did and then send it to each other so that we could kind of be accountable. And then the discussion was, well, yeah, but if I know I'm going to do that, then I'm going to be really good that day. You know, but <laughs> that was Jamie. Jamie brought that up, which is true. And then I was like, yeah, but um, I feel like we can be honest. And so, we're, so we decided that it was up to us, whether we want to type out like the a typical day or we just wanted to like be honest and just say this is what I did every day none of us did that first of all including me <laughs> we did not submit unless I missed it we did not submit less because the minute I said that I have not had a typical day this week to save my life so I, I don't want to go first because I uh, there's a reason why oh she said oh my gosh yay so that the sound is better all yay. right ladies good okay. so who would like to go first and talk about either pick one day this week or talk about however you want to do it. We're just going to be very transparent with everybody, each other and our listeners about how we spend our day. Has to be Rhonda or Tina. Jen and I have been talking too well, much already. Well, Rhonda, ahead, was, Rhonda was touching her nose. So you know what that means. <laughs> that means not it. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know. I thought it meant nose goes. <laughs> well, I didn't actually sit down and write out a list of everything I did, but my days generally are the same. Uh, I get up and I, I've i been having trouble sleeping. I have some sleeping stuff going on. So I try to get up by and get to office hours at 8.30. Sometimes I don't make it till 9.30. So then we're in office hours and I do we do that until about 11-ish, 11.30. And then I generally go get some lunch. And then I try to work. I, I work online. 
Um, and that generally does not work because of the sleeping issues that I have. I fall asleep. So I usually like spend <laughs> probably after lunch till it's time to make dinner, pretending like I'm trying to work when I'm really just like dozing in my chair. And, uh, then I go make dinner and then after dinner I do work at my online job and then I go to bed. So, that's so can, can we uh, maybe take a trip in the time machine and go back in time? Because I think before office hours, a lot of us fell victim to the time sucking um, habits that we're trying to address. Um, but now that we have office hours, we're a little more on track about that. So can you tell us what time wasters um, did you fall into that um, derailed you from getting your writing done? I agree with that. I just want to quickly say that if somebody hasn't seen that episode, we do have a podcast episode on office hours. So sorry. Go ahead, Tina. I would say that my time sucks then are the same as now. Um, social media, social media and little games that I, there's two little games that I play on Facebook. Um, and they can get kind of you before you know it. Oh, I'm just going to go in here and because I play this game called Diggy's Adventure. And I, I'm just going to go in here for a minute and kill about five minutes. And then before you realize that a half an hour, 45 minutes have gone by and you're still playing the little, you know, your little game. So stuff like that is for me. What about you, Rhonda? What would you say distracts you and pulls you out of it? Well, <clears throat> I'll tell you that um, Facebook, one of the reasons that I haven't started doing any advertising on Facebook and I haven't made that part of my social media plan yet is because I can, that is truly a vortex of waste for me. Um, But not always though, because I belong to, I don't know, like 10 um, genealogy groups. And so I really do a lot of research on Facebook, but then I also have to tell myself that memes aren't research and that's what I get sucked (laughs) up in. (laughs) Um, So Facebook is my number one time suck and um, gardening would be a close second, but gardening is um, also soul renewing for me. And honestly, I do a lot of my worship out there. Not, I don't worship the soil. I don't worship the plants. I worship (laughs) God out there. And creator, amen. Looking at the flowers, they're just a miracle to me. Yeah. And, um, so I do need to spend time in the garden, but I can really, I can spend like six or seven hours in the garden a day and I need to, um, you know, just pare that back a little. How about you, James? Well, I'm so glad that I get to, that you ended on that because that's kind of my, okay. Before I decided that I wanted to be a writer, I wasted a whole bunch of time on forums and in Facebook. Um, I, I used to be a voracious reader of books, which used to be a big time suck for me. But ever since the advent of the media and having some new content written by some person, that's been what I've been reading. So I will read and read until the cows come home. But more to piggyback off of what Rhonda was saying, my current way to avoid the work of writing is to do things that seem like they're legitimate things to do but that I wouldn't be doing them if I were writing. For example, I'll be like, oh, I need to sweep the hallway. I never sweep my hallway. Like I am the slobbiest (laughs) slob in the universe. Like if my house is clean, I'm avoiding writing. Do you know what I mean? I am very much 
like, <laughs> oh, then it feels virtuous because I'm doing something that I feel is um, like, like uh, virtuous is the only word that I can think of that has merit, that work that needs to be done. But secretly, I'm avoiding the writing. Could and, you come avoid writing at my house? Right? right? <laughs> I wish that was my avoiding tactic. If I remove <laughs> my computer for you to see the rest of the room, you would realize it's not. And <laughs> also, you know, because Rhonda had mentioned how, well, going on Facebook and looking at genealogy is work. And so I'll tell myself, well, putting on an audio book and playing Candy Crush while it's playing in my ears is actually working because I'm reading and reading is advancing my writing career. But I, for me, it's about um, actually taking the time to do the writing before I go and do whatever else. And so um, that's that's the things that I do. That's my strategies. What about you, Jen? What what are your time sucks? Well, um, golly. So this is a. I'm glad that I'm going last. I actually did that on purpose because Jamie and I have been discussing this, and everything that Rhonda and Jamie have just said have, have, have kind of springboarded into me because um, Jamie asked me. I told her that I didn't have any typical days. And then yesterday I said, I'm like, oh, and I still have work to do. I blah, blah, blah. And she's like, "She, what did you ask me that I answered nope to? Do you remember? I, I said, but at least you made progress on your goals. And I was like, nope. <laughs> and then she's like, what? <laughs> so then I had to start telling her what I got done. I realized I actually did work today. I actually fit work in, but I felt like I had it because I had to take, I ended up having to take my aunt to the doctor, which I had not planned on. And then my kids, I had to end up making a doctor appointment for them. So I went with them. And then, you know, other tip points this week, like I was sick on Monday. And so I did nothing but stay in bed all day. And I felt like miserable because I didn't do any writing then. And, but I honestly, I sit down and I do something every day, but I, but I never can really get to my, what I feel um, I, I should get done. And Jamie had pointed out, she's like, because then again, here's my socks. Here's where I'm getting to baseball. I really enjoy watching the Tigers play, but do I ever sit down and watch it? No, it's on the background when I do dishes, when I'm cooking dinner, but it's on, if it, they're playing, I'm watching it. Um, but I'm usually doing something else and um, reading books. I love to read books. And again, like Jamie said, yes, it's advancing my career, but is it pulling away from my um from my, my career for pulling away from my own writing. And Jamie point, we talked about how, but we have to balance things like, yes, we got to make sure that we're not being distracted by stuff that shouldn't distract us from our writing. But we also have to have things in our life. Like Rhonda pointed out her garden. We have to have things in our life that feed our soul too, you know, and I'm not saying that baseball feeds my soul, but it's one of those things that just, it's, it's summertime for me and it's relaxing. And I, I, it just helps me to just, kind of disengage from the busyness of life and, and just enjoy something. Right. I took a, a long bath last night. I could beat myself up about that because I could have gotten a lot of editing done, but I'm not going to, because I really needed that time alone, you know, soaking in the tub. So what do you guys yeah. think? Go ahead. Um, anybody else? Because, well, I was just thinking that, you know, Playing these little games for me is just a way to disconnect my brain <clears throat> because my brain just seems to be always going. Does it make sense? Like just yeah. constantly thinking and going. And so it's just a way to just disconnect and not think about anything and just kind of, you know, chill for a while. And mm -hmm. I feel like that that is a part of rejuvenating and. Um, so like, you know, whatever somebody decides to do while they're doing that, mm -hmm. that's like the purpose of it. But 
you can lose track of time doing those things. And then next thing you know, it's been hours or it's been too long mm-hmm. and you, you haven't done what you were supposed to be doing in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of times I'll go out to my garden when I've um, come to a hard place and whatever I'm trying to write or it's not coming together or whatever. And giving my brain time to not think about it. My subconscious is working on the problem. And a lot of times I'll, I don't know, be digging something and all of a sudden the solution will come into my mind. And I'm like, why didn't I think about that before? Of course, I need to start bringing a notepad out with me so I can remember those because when I finally get back in the house, sometimes I've forgotten, sometimes I haven't, but um, taking a break when I need it um, is very important instead of trying to push through. Yeah. Do you like to talk into your phone and record it? That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, and that's why I thought it was important for Jen to share what she did because, I mean, we're not saying that there isn't a place in your life for hobbies and for, of course, God and praying and um, the things that are not advancing your career. I mean, workaholism is a real thing. And I think it's a struggle that self-employed people always have. How do you balance uh, work time versus self-care and time with your family? It's uh, an issue for the ages, I would say. And so I guess my question is then how do you get back on track if you recognize that you've slipped into a, I'm, I'm doing more Facebook than I ought to be and my work is not advancing. Right. I, I think that you're, the whole self-employed thing is a really good point too, to, to just stop for a second there, because some of the things that we've said, like Rhonda ha- says she goes out to her garden, she's leaving the space and going and doing something else. Now, obviously it's a place that really she communes with, but it's also leaving. I was just saying to my daughter this morning, we went to, into Tim Hortons for breakfast <laughs> I'm back on coffee. Anyway, um, and Chloe looked up at me and she said, Mom, why do people come here and bring their computers and work? And I said, Mommy does it all the time because you know what? When I'm at home, there are dishes that need to be done and there are, the dogs need letting out and the, you know, the laundry needs to be done. And I said, sometimes you just need to get out somewhere and then I come here and I have no responsibilities here. So I think sometimes the distractions are you have to remove yourself from the distractions. So if your distraction is housework, maybe you should pack things up and go somewhere else for a little while, even an hour. It's amazing what a difference it makes. If your distractions are like Facebook and and social media, there are apps you can put on your computer that will block that stuff for a certain amount of time. And I think that's probably a good thing too. That's not something that um, I struggle with. One of the things I struggle with as far as social media is, is what Maria had said earlier, which I didn't have time to bring up. She said, I find the balance of writing and promotion marketing really hard. Not found that much time to write this week, especially with my second book coming out next Thursday. I struggle with that. Like not only do I struggle with um, not getting distracted by other things, but I know I'm supposed to be writing every day. Even if I'm in the middle of editing a project, even if I'm in the middle of promoting a book, we got to keep our brains glowing, right? That's another podcast you can look up that we did. Um, I know I need to be keeping my brain glowing, but I get distracted by the business of it. So um, that's something I struggle with. I think, uh, yeah, it totally did. Because the question is, well, how do you get back on track if you feel like you veered off? And for me, just having somebody every week asking me if I did what I said I was going to do. So if I feel like becoming accountable to somebody is a really good way to get yourself back on track. Well, I mean, if you at all know what you're supposed to be doing, I mean, maybe step one is to inventory your career goals and list them and, and figure out 
what you should be doing in the first place before you can ask someone to hold you accountable to that. Do any of you ladies have a business plan like us? Like I know we have business hours <laughs> or like a schedule. I was just, if we're talking, I'm just thinking, I don't have one. I don't have a, I'm going to spend this much time writing. I'm going to, then I'm going to do this much editing and I'm going to do this much, mm-hmm. which I mean, like part of me kind of feels like, oh, that's like a lot of like mm-hmm. tying my hands up. But another part of me is like, maybe that would give me freedom to where I'm like, well, sorry, I can't mm-hmm. think about promoting the book right now because this is my writing time. What do you guys think about mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Rhonda. That's a really good question because uh, one thing that I get sucked up in sometimes is making a new plan. I ah. love the plan. I love my bujo, you guys know, and which I've gotten away from in the last couple of weeks. And it's really... <laughs> making a really bad change in my life. I need to get back on it. Um, But when I start getting distracted or start realizing that I'm not um, accomplishing the things I need to accomplish, I say, oh, time for a new plan. And so I spent a week trying to do something different. I've had good plans in the past. I need to stick with the plans I already have. There's no reason if they worked in the past, they can't work again. It's just I get bored using the plan I had been using. And I think, well, time to freshen it up. Time for a new plan. I don't need to do that. I just need discipline. Rhonda, that's amazing that you have such good um, ability to self-examine and to and to find your own. I, I don't know that everybody is honest enough to really look at themselves and see where they're going astray. And I think that that's very critical. I mean, maybe if you are not able to figure that out, you can pray for God to just give you some um, ability to self-evaluate. That's the word I was looking for. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So I guess kind of to, let's try to start wrapping this up. So um, I personally would encourage anyone who's not seen our episode on office hours to go watch that as well. Listen to it. Um, because I do think that that has been a, a, a game changer for all four of us. Because even if, even on the days that I feel like I didn't accomplish what I should, I at least made it to office hours and I got something done for my career. Even right. if I'm only there for a half an hour, that's more than I, because I'm accountable to you guys. Um, that's more than I would have accomplished if I hadn't, like, if I didn't have office hours to show up to. The days that I don't have office hours and I feel bad. Right. Like, which is crazy, because in the past, if I didn't get to my writing because life got crazy, I just figured, well, life is crazy today. But now it's like I feel like this is my this is my job. So um, I think the office hours was a game changer, at least for me, it was. I do. And Jen, I just want to go back to your question about, do you have sort of like a work plan or whatever? Um, When we started the ideal of office hours, I had thought in my head that it would work just that way for me. I will spend the first hour doing my thousand words and then I will spend. So I'm saying, I think there's a lot of value if people can do that and, and implement. Um, and I don't even want to get into a big long tangent about myself and how that worked for me or not. But I think that um, it's just because Rhonda had such a good insight there, but I want to also say that if you don't have a plan, uh, maybe make one and just say, here's how much time I'm devoting to my writing. And then you can feel like the rest of the day is yours to do all of those extra things. Yeah, that kind of works out for me to have, we have the office hours in the morning to work on my writing because I also have this other job where I do work at home and I have to make my own hours. And so if I didn't have something of a plan, I would be in trouble (laughs) because I have a certain number of hours a week I have to work. 
Um, and so I have to schedule that out to make sure that I get those hours by the end of the week. And so um, I guess it's kind of a loose plan. I really would like to do my other job in the afternoons, but until I get my sleep patterns met, fixed, I don't think it's going to happen because I can't stay awake in the afternoon. Um, so right now, like I actually work at office hours in the morning and work at my other job at, in the evening. And some of the tasks I do for my other job are just like mindless, like repetitive things that I don't really have to think about too hard. So that's when I listen to podcasts on writing during that time. So I kind of am doing double duty there. So, but other than that, I don't really have a plan. I'm chatting right now with uh, Robin and Maria because um, they both would love to do office hours, but I'm trying to find a buddy. So I'm trying to get them to buddy up with each other. And they're like, oh, we're in two different time zones. And I'm like, um, you're both here at 10 a.m. on Thursdays. So <laughs> what about Tuesdays, ladies? I just did. I know yeah, that like, well, probably about- it probably yeah. would be difficult, but like if you guys could, I mean, here you are already both interested in it. So it might start there. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Or what about after we go off air? I mean, typically we're done by 11 ish or something. So you guys could make build in a coffee and potty break and meet at noon. I don't know what time that is for whoever in the other time zone. Like we don't want anybody staying up till three in the morning, but right. maybe that could work for them. It's mm-hmm. uh, t- after it's 1204 for Robin and it is, um, 16.04 for Maria. Now, that's what is 4 it? o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, Thank you. Oh, okay. No, it's not. 16. Yes, it is. Yes, it, yes is. it is. You're a military brat. You would know that. I'm super sorry. So yes. And I was an army wife for a long time, too. All right. Maria said, that's a good point, Jen, but then we want to listen to you guys. Ha-ha. But we're only on Thursdays. There are four other days of the work week, <laughs> and there's a weekend. <laughs> You are not winning this argument, sister. If, if you guys don't know this about Jennifer yet, she will not let you make excuses. I'm just mm, saying. I just like to win. <laughs> <laughs> honesty. Love the honesty. Okay. So, so yeah. So, that's what I would say. Like, for if you're looking, if you know that you have um, things that distract you, Maybe you should do what we were supposed to do. Make out a list. Start journaling what you do just for a few days in a row. And then look at your day and say, gosh, can I fit writing in? Because there's a lot of people. We also wanted to, like, reach out to people that um, are saying that they don't have any time for writing. That is baloney. I'm sorry. There is no way that you don't have any time for writing. I had this discussion with somebody online that I don't even know that personally, and I think I ticked them off. And I didn't mean to because I really meant it lovingly. But really? Really? I, you ticked someone off? Shocker, I know. For those of you who don't know me, sometimes I say things, and I don't mean to be rude. I'm just being blunt, and not everybody enjoys blunt, which I don't know why. It's crazy. You should all love it. Every, but here's whole, the thing. We're all a part of the body of Christ, and yes. you know, not everybody gets to be the soft whatever. So. Right. Thank you. I'm the abrasive, like, knuckles, I guess. I don't know. The hair on the back of the knuckles. That's the part of body Christ, I guess. Like, I guarantee that there is somewhere in your week, even if it's for an hour, 15 minutes every day, five minutes a day, there is somewhere in your week that you are wasting time because we're human and we have to have that. And if you really want it bad enough, if you're hungry enough, you'll find it. So for that person out there, I'm telling you, you can find somewhere waiting in line to pick up your kids from school, um, being, getting up 15 minutes earlier. I don't care how early you get up. 
You can get up 15 minutes early. I don't care if you get up at 2 in the morning. Get up at 145. You can do this. 15 more minutes of sleep is not going to be a game changer for you, but it could be a game changer for your career. And um, they even have software like Dragon Dictation software uh -huh. where you can talk and you can dictate your writing while, during your commute or whatever you're doing. Uh -huh. I just and would I like, like – I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'd like to point out that we also did an episode on um, do, using a Bujo journal. So if planning is something that you need help with, uh, Rhonda did a really great tutorial on how to use a Bujo journal, bullet journal, um, to help with planning. In one of our and really, I think all excuses and all, all the ways that we find time sucks are really caused by a root issue, which a lot of times is a fear of putting ourselves out there to be judged or not judged by the public who sees our work. So I, yeah, I think a lot of times people say, well, I don't have time, but the truth of the matter is if they had all the time in the world, they would stay away from that computer and find something else to do because of the vulnerability that is creating art and putting it out there for people to buy or not, and then taking that as, as a judgment of you and yourself. Mm -hmm. So you need to discover or reconnect with the idea that God didn't make you read Ray Bradbury because there was already a Ray Bradbury and God put you on earth to tell your story. And you have to maybe even listen to um, other uplifting podcasts or somehow just connect with the idea that finishing and publishing is way more than most people do because of that fear. And you need to figure out how to conquer your own. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. Um, mm -hmm. Who was it? Oh, it was you, Rhonda, talking about somebody that's near and dear to you that, that said, well, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid of failure. You said, no, you're afraid of success. Mm -hmm. So we all have our anxiety, especially as writers. Most of us are, are introverts um, and putting ourselves out there is, is hard, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I believe that's at the root of most procrastination and, and most people failing to really do anything that's risky, um, that has the potential for great reward is fear. So, um, anyway, something to think about. But like I've said before, we've all said it. God has given you your story. Jamie said it a little bit ago. God has given you this story. If you believe that as a Christian writer, you believe that God has called you to this, you can do it because you're not doing it alone. And that's what we're here for too, because we don't want you to do it alone. We want to settle upside you. If there's something, if you are interested in office hours and you need a little help or you want help connecting, um, tweet any of us tweet me i'm i just said that to the ladies on there message me uh, as well because they're going to message each other let me know so i can help them figure out how to do their office hours and get them all set up so well speaking of procrastinating we don't want to do that anymore because we are super excited to share our writing activities this week at least i am <laughs> um so any other last comments before we move on to our feeding of the backs no awesome. no this time every episode we are share all right so let me back up before the episode starts, even on weeks like this when it was super crazy and having lots of tech issues, we spend 15 minutes with a writing prompt and a timer, and we write. And then at the end of the show, we each share what we wrote, raw and unedited, for feedback. Now, this kind of feedback is not the normal critique that we would do in a writing group, which we would find in our postcast. 
But at this one, we are giving positive feedback, telling what we like, and it's really actually a lot of fun. We have started tweeting out our our prompt before the, the podcast starts as well so that our listeners can also do the, um, the prompt. So if you have, please tweet it out so that we can share it so that we can read it. It's a lot of fun. Um, if you would like to see how we do critique on a deeper level with edited works and more like a writing group, then you want to for sure subscribe to our Patreon page. It is the best value on the internet today. For $2 a month, you get full access. Jamie's like doing some other phone. You get full access to our writing group and the things that we say, even the ridiculousness that is the Christian Indie Writers. Um, I was re-watching one the other, last night because I thought that uh, Rhonda was resubmitting a piece. And so I want to go back and see exactly what critique we gave her so I could like focus in on that. And I was watching it and I thought, you know what? This is really good. Like not paying myself on the back, but like this could be helpful to anybody, not just people that not just the four of us, because you get to see, you get to hear us make suggestions that could really, truly help your writing as well. So, well, and not only that, but I believe it's a good demonstration of what healthy feedback and healthy critique looks Mm -hmm. like. How many of us have been in a writing group with people who just don't know how to give the feedback in a healthy way that's really trying to improve the piece, not just tear Mm -hmm. somebody else down because they Mm want to look better? Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely agree. Could not agree more. But that's anyway, what we're doing just right now. Say what, I, what I was doing with my phone was taking a picture of Christina because she looks so beautiful when she's smiling. And I just wanted to be able to prove it to her later. And I just keep getting distracted by how pretty she looks in the little square. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I was yeah. just taking her picture. So I have a picture I don't think I shared with her yet where uh, someone brought her granddaughter into her to put on her lap. Aww. And she's got the most genuine, beautiful smile on her face. Oh, my gosh. Let's change the subject. <laughs> I know. Who's reading first? I mean, it really is a burden that the four of us have to bear that we are so gorgeous. I just don't. Oh yeah. That's why people listen to the podcast so much because they can't handle the gorgeousness that is us. So today's writing activity was a a five word prompt, like which is kind of one of our favorite things to do, and the words were generated on a website: um, merit, sofa era performance and queen and since i am the host i am not going first i I am going to randomizer myself and say that jamie is going first because every time she uses randomizer it puts her second to last or last so (laughs) sister you are going first today all right all right i have my i promise my document is standing by where is it i guess i should have warned you um yeah well i should have had it ready to go okay Hello, click, click, tab, click. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Uh, my computer. Um, Should we go with someone else or are we good? Yeah, go with someone. Hold on. Yeah, go with someone else because it's just taking forever to switch to the other tab. Sorry. All right, John Rhonda. I pick you. <laughs> okay. Because I well, like Tina too nice to put her on the, on the oh. shopping block. I'm just <laughs> Okay, well, I'll just tell you right now that I don't think that I got a single one of these words in because for some reason I did I, it didn't even occur to me that I was supposed to be using words today. I don't Aww. know why. That's hilarious. Okay. I haven't noticed our Jamie and I once. It was hilarious. So, okay. yeah. Awesome. So. Let's hear it. Okay. This is the worst day of my life. Marisol bawled into her hands. Her computer had been giving her fits all morning, and now it looked like it finally gave up the ghost. She finally looked through, she finally looked up through her tears at me. What's so funny? Why are you laughing at me? 
She had a tiny bit of screech in her voice, which made guaranteed that wiping the smile off my face would never happen. I'm not laughing at you, I try to say with a straight face. Words just don't sound the same when your grin is bigger and more permanent than the Joker's. <laughs> I'm trying to stop you. I'm trying to stop it. You know I have ILS. I was actually laughing now. I don't care. This isn't funny. I could get fired if I'm late with my assignment again, Marisol wailed. You made up that problem anyway. There's no such thing. She slammed on her laptop screen. It is so. I saw it on Seinfeld. Picturing the scene where Elaine struggled with the same issue I was having right now did not help me at all. It just made me start laughing all over again. I took a deep breath, then another. Marisol, I was able to squeak out. Let's just think about this. We could go to my house and you can use my laptop or I'll go to the library with you. She stopped pacing and turned to face me. She looked down at her pajamas and the cute bunny slippers I bought her last Christmas and shrugged. Do I have to change? Band. Yay! Inappropriate laughing syndrome. (laughs) Yes. Maybe based on a true event that happened just before. (laughs) Yeah, may or may not have actually happened in real life during the stressful moments. I may or may not have pointedly looked at Ron and said, what are you smiling at? (laughs) She's like, I'm sorry. I have inappropriate laughter syndrome. (laughs) Oh, dear. I really wish there was a way I was recording the precast without, like, wrecking everything. There's SZA. Because it's gold. It's pure gold. I'm telling you, it's kind of like the four of us are in a gondola and Jennifer's like paddling and we're just like sipping wine and eating cheese and oh, so what's up with you, Tina? Blah. And Jennifer's just like focused, you know, clicking and stuff. And and then she looks at Ron and says, why are you smiling? Oh, oh my goodness. It was okay. just comedy. It's, it's, I love the gondola description, except for while I'm paddling, you guys are taking your paddles and backing me in the back of the head with <laughs> Which is indicative of the Facebook, before we were actually in here seeing each other, the dinging of Facebook messages constantly with all of your memes and all of your little funny jokes while I'm trying to focus. That's that's, that's But anyway, the story was good. And um, yeah, the characterization, as always, Rhonda, really good relationships. You write very good relationships. Uh Oh, thank you. I would like to thank you all for this morning. I do not do my lab workout today. At the gym. Thank you. Ha ha ha! Oh golly, that was great. Thank you, Rondo. All right, Jamie, no are you ready for us now? Yes. Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I sighed as the credits rolled. What an absolutely stellar performance! Jerry sat silent next to me on the sofa. The only sound in the room was the rhythmic breathing of our infant daughter who'd nursed through the first half of the film and fallen asleep. Jerry, what did you think of the movie? I said, sending an elbow into his middle. Huh? Movie? He said, straightening. Yes, the movie. The one you insisted we watch tonight instead of going to Linda's party. You didn't like it? It got rave reviews. Whether or not the movie had merit is beside the point. You can't force me to stay home and watch a Queen biopic and then sleep through most of it. First of all, I wasn't sleeping. Lies. Second of all, you didn't want to go to Linda's party. You know as well as I do that you were just itching for me to say that I didn't want to go either and to offer an alternative. I haven't been to a party before the baby was born. Since before the baby was born, I say, and try to sound unhappy. Precisely. And how many invitations have you had? One or two, five, including tonight, there have been five occasions for us to gussy up and hit the town. 
Okay, okay, I relent. So I've rejected some invitations. What's the big deal about that? I certainly don't mind, Jerry replied. I just wonder if you're really happy, truly glad to be staying cooped up in this house, unshowered, understimulated, with nothing to do but cater to the whims of our children. You make it sound so glamorous. Seriously, Lil, are you happy? I feel my lip tremble and tears come to my eyes. Happy? I hadn't considered the possibility of that emotion or any emotion for quite some time. Jerry was right. I'd become almost robotic in my activities as a wife and mother. I'd even become uncharacteristically engrossed in a film I normally would have no interest in seeing about an era of music I typically turn my nose up to. Still, in spite of all these changes, I'd refuse to admit to myself, much less to someone else, that there might be something deeper going on. The three letters the doctors were always banding about after my baby checkups, PPD, shorthand for postpartum depression, danced around the periphery of my musings. I'm glad you brought this up, I say, patting Jerry's thigh. I'll talk to Dr. Stone about it. That's my girl. Jerry jumped up and stretched. Wait a minute. How did you get off the hook for falling asleep during that movie? I heard the sink turn on and the sound of the popcorn pot dinging against the side of the sink. Jerry was doing dishes, kissing up. Did you say something, dear? Jerry called over the running water. It's terribly difficult to hear you. I'm so glad they're back. I was so excited. I clapped when you said Jerry. I was like, yay! <laughs> yes, I love that couple. I do, too. Yeah. And if I, if I were, what's her name again? I remember his name. I just named her in this story. Oh. Um, she she's Lil. Lil. I for a long Lil. time was using Jane, but I did not like that. And I I like Lil. I, I don't like know if it, I like he calls her Lil. I don't know if she's Lillian or Lilith. I don't know who she is, but it's Lil. I like it. Um, Jerry and Lillian. Yeah, if I were Lil, he, as long as he's gonna wash dishes, he can do whatever he wants. I'll be so happy. <laughs> Clean the toilets. He'll have a special mm. evening. Anyway, I really, really love that you used Queen biopic for the word queen. That was perfect. Like, as a band. Uh-huh. <laughs> Never thought of that. That was hilarious. Thanks a bunch, guys. All right. Well, since I'm in control, I'm going to go last. So, Tina, <laughs> I never get to go last. <laughs> All right, Tina, let's hear yours. You said okay. you said it before we started that it was almost a romance or kind of a romance, right? Um, almost a historical romance. <gasps> Ooh. But not really. Oh. It's okay, now I'm really stretch. <laughs> I'm really curious. Okay, here we go. It's the end of an era. The Queen's voice on the radio played in the background while Peter lay on the sofa with a near empty whiskey bottle in his hand and a cold wet cloth over his eyes. He didn't bother to move the cloth so he could take each pull from the bottle. The liquid the liquid burned with soothing fire as it slid down his throat into his stomach and rewarded him with the dulling fluidity of his mind. Is that your answer for everything? Margot's shrill voice sliced through his thoughts like a rusted hatchet with a chip in it. Go to the drink for comfort whenever life gets too difficult, she continued. What, where has that ever gotten you? Of course, what she was saying did have merit. He just wished she wouldn't say it so loudly, or anywhere near his presence, for that matter. <laughs> Go away, Sorry. Margot. Peter mumbled and rolled over, so his back was to her. Fine, Margot said. But after your little performance tonight at Sir Reginald's ball, I dare say I am the only person who will give you the time of day for some time. Peter ignored her gulping the last of the amber fluid in the bottle down and then pulling the afghan off the back of the sofa over his head and shoulders. How was he supposed to know that the beauty in the short dress with beads in her hair was the Duke's daughter? 
She certainly wasn't acting the part, and she wasn't shy about his advances either. The pounding in his head intensified. Peter got up and trudged into the bathroom to find an aspirin, looking into the mirror at the puffy purple skin surrounding his right eye. For a duke, that, sure got, that guy sure could pack a punch, thought Peter, as he tossed the aspirin into his mouth and chewed the bitter tablets before leaning over and sucking water from the faucet. Three, two, one. <laughs> Yay! Okay, I just have to say, you have, like, skeeved me out for the rest of the day. A rusty hatchet with a chip in it, slicing through her brain. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Like, it would tear it. And, like, oh. oh. Like, Tina, that imagery is amazing. Thank you. I like how you describe the bruise, too. Very well Very, very well written. And he's a guy who will drink right out of the faucet. Like, you know this guy now. First of all, he chooses aspirin. Second of all, he sucks right out of the faucet, and he thinks Dukes can't hit. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, you had mentioned... You had mentioned before you thought this might be historical romance. Did you guys well, yeah. see that too? Well, almost. I mean, there's dukes and stuff. It started to sound yeah. like a masquerade ball to me because it seemed very contemporary that they would uh-huh. have a faucet and aspirin on a sofa. Mm-hmm. But she's talking about dukes and queens. So I don't mm-hmm. know. But like contemporary dukes and queens are going to have a faucet. Right. right. Maria says um, well, that she calls it a tap. Oh, oh yes, I'm going to have to change that. And Robin <laughs> says that that sentence was, go- sentence was gorgeous, Tina. I know it was about alcohol, but the imagery was spot on. Yes, it mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was thinking like um, after the World War II, I remember the, I was seeing a clip of the queen giving a speech and saying it's the end of an era. And it was like at, maybe after World War II, I really couldn't place it. And so when I was picturing the girl with the beads in her hair, I was kind of picturing like the 40s where they had those dresses that were like square almost. Mm. Okay. Square and, the, and the high go-go boots. I think I know what's going on with me. I am having like era dysmorphia because yeah. to me, like I hear historical and immediately I want it to be like 1886, but hello, historical now could be like the fifties or sixties. It's yeah. freaking me out. Like, yeah, <laughs> but I'm also like it doesn't lost have to, to be way back. And I realize you had no time to, to research this clearly, but I'm lost too. When you say the square dresses, I'm thinking, okay, we're talking the twenties and the flappers. Uh-huh. And then you said go-go boots, which is the sixties. Yeah. I don't the, know the anything beads, about all that. The beads would have been the eighties, maybe yeah. the 70s. So I was like, as you're saying, no, like, I think I was doing the thinking of the flappers and I think they wore something in their hair. Maybe it was feathers. feathers. Or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, no, I was I had 15 minutes. Right. No, I'm not yeah. criticizing. I'm just saying like now that you're saying what you were seeing, I can totally see it now. So yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, we're not really supposed to be giving meat, but I think what happened is we are in love with this and want it to mm-hmm. be uh we want it to be continued and we want mm-hmm. you to like uh do more, do more. And so we are curious. We're like who are these people? Where and when do they live? And yeah. so we really want to know. I they live in a it, fictional world where it's all eras at the same time. Like, yeah, 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 just make it be yeah. a flapper in the sixties. Yeah. Yeah, like um, I just want to say that Maria could probably can help us, but I think the queen was coronated in like fifty five or something. But not that it matters because apparently, according to the postcast piece that uh, Tina submitted, nothing matters. There is no. <laughs> you guys have um, to tune into the postcast just to just to see the Teletubby adventure that is Tina's mm-hmm. postcast piece. That's all I'm going to say because. We're supposed to wait until the right time to talk about it. But like, whoa. Anyway, 
So. Well, I'm imagining you didn't like it then if you're calling it a Teletubby. Yeah, I was no, a Teletubby. <laughs> I will explain. I will explain the reference in the podcast, but it has nothing to do with not liking it. All right, so we can move on to the podcast. I am going to read mine as well. Again, I have a question first before I start. With a nun, is the habit just the headpiece, not the whole outfit? Right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. because it would totally change the drinking and the gambling. No, and a nun because the habit is the headpiece. Okay, thank God. Because after I finish, I'm like, that would totally change the mood of this if it was the whole outfit. So, okay, here we go. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) What do they expect us to spend the entire evening on the sofa? He lifted an eyebrow. Well, the idea does have merit. Why did everything he said sound seductive? It was probably his accent, somewhere between a southern French and a northern Italian, a location that was just about perfect. I swear, if he were offering driving directions to a nun, she'd probably swoon and throw off her habit. <laughs> See how it would change? It was a whole outfit. That's not what I meant. I meant okay. to Sure. Okay, go ahead. I believe the idea <laughs> sounds very uncomfortable, I said a little too loudly. Why had my voice gone so high-pitched? The left corner of his lips twitched, indicating that he was not buying my performance. Do not fret, Maran, but I believe this sofa pulls out into a queen bed. Before I could stammer a response, he pulled off the cushions, revealing the sofa did indeed contain a pull-out bed. He deftly pulled on the mechanism, popping the fully made and very real bed into position. My heart hammered against my ribcage. This wasn't any better. I watched in silence as he sauntered across the room, opening drawers and doors, until he had found two pillows. He returned to the bed, the very inviting but very frightening bed, and threw one pillow on. The other he threw onto the floor before grabbing one of the blankets off the sofa bed. You you were sleeping on the floor? I asked incredulously. Again, the lifted eyebrow. Yes, unless you were planning to invite me to your bed. I could feel heat flood my face, and I jumped under the sheets without saying another word. I rolled over, offering my back to him, praying that he couldn't see how erratic my breathing had become. Bonne nuit, Maran. He, I hope you have a relaxing night's sleep. Little chance of that, I thought, as I pulled the covers over my head. Done. <laughs> Yay. Ah! I was wondering where you were going with that with the sofa bed. I was a little worried there. I thought maybe you and Tina secretly connived that you would swap reading each other's stories. <laughs> Too racy? Like, I wanted it to be, like, her thinking, like, oh, crap, and then him, like, not even going to go there kind of a thing. I think that the only reason it's, um, like, our brain is trying to grasp, just because we're out of context, like, we don't know why they're stuck on a sofa. Like, right. if they're, you know what I mean? It would help. So if we knew, were they a prisoner? Like, whatever. But that's the only reason why it seemed bizarre in my opinion um the characterization was absolutely what you said you wanted it to be and so is the weird french accent good job jen did you like yeah, my weird french, french accent I'm yeah. Sure yeah i love that well um bon nuit is good night good night yeah ma ren is my queen uh, see what i did there <laughs> my accent's terrible and pronunciation i'm sure is even worse so gosh i hope no one listening actually speaks french and is like ew girl <laughs> Don't even. Your pronunciation of French is better than my understanding of French, so mm. you have that going for you. <laughs> uh, the Queen was born in 1952. 
That was your question, right? Sorry. There you go. Back, no. All right. Well, that was fun. So any other lessons? Oh, we need to visit our accountability court corner. So this is where we will be honest with each other about the goals that we set last week and how we did with them and set some new goals for next week. So um, Tina, I will go with you first because you haven't had to go first on anything today. Yeah, I never get to go first. Never? No, oh, not true. Oh. It just feels that way. Um, well, I, I got a lot done on my editing this week. And I showed up. Did I show up for all the office hours? I think I did. Even the night after my sleep study when I was so tired. <laughs> I know. I was so amazed when you showed up. I, I Me felt too. bad for you. Yeah. Well, I got home at like 7 from the sleep center and I had breakfast and I thought, well, I'm awake. I might as well just stay up. And as soon as it was over, I went, I slept like four hours. I went to bed. So, um, and so my goal going forward is just to continue to, um, make it to office hours and get this plugged away at my content edit that I'm doing right now in my novel. So those are, those are my goals. All right. Great. What about you, Jamie? Tina, okay, I will totally go next. But Tina, I know when I've talked to you about trying to submit pieces or whatever, like, do you write every day? Because I feel like you've been saying a lot about how you're editing and editing and editing. But I just wonder if you're writing every day. And if that's if you're not, if you wish that you were or or think you ought to be and would like to be held accountable for that. Um, so just a question. Well, I am writing, but the the writing that I'm doing is because there's a lot of um, stuff that I'm having because I did not, um, how do I put this? What I'm do the content editing that I'm doing right now is because a lot of Angelica's internalizations throughout the story. I remember I told you I had a plot and not a lot of the story. Yes. So I'm having to write a lot of new scenes into, so I am writing that. Awesome. That makes so a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that because that's what a lot of my editing has been too. That makes me want to gouge my eyes out. So yes, I get And that's it. why it's really hard for me to say like, I'm going to do this many chapters because for one thing, some of my chapters are short and some of them are really long. I'm going to have to go back and relook at how I break up my chapters once I'm ready to publish. Um, and some of them need a lot more work than others. So I can't really say I'm going to get three done because one might be really long and have a, a need to rewrite. I totally so, understand where you're coming yeah. from. I totally get that. And I think that your goals have to work for you and not be what somebody else thinks they ought to be. I was just asking that question apropos of nothing other than I know that you like to keep your brain glowing. I was struggling with that as well, like because I'm in editing mode for two books right now, different stages of editing. Um, and I'm having trouble writing because it's like a different mind space, right? And not only a different mind space, but I don't want to be inside these characters' heads when I'm going over to edit these characters over here. And then these characters start sounding like the first characters. Like in the in an ideal world, I would write in the morning and edit the afternoon or vice versa. But I don't have like that much of a time space for my office hours. So that's the struggle I have too. So. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Just throwing that. No, out. that's all right. Um, I just wanted to be clear that Tina's goal should work for her, and not for anybody else. Before it was my turn, <laughs> because then I could say 
Michael's needs to work for me. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see how that goes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So because last week I said I was going to come back and have goals for you this week because last week I had none. Um, because it was very hard for me to focus my efforts, you know, like kind of like Jen said. So you write in the morning and then you edit in the afternoon or something like that. Okay, but I, I did not get all the way to the end goal, which I was fretting with my husband yesterday. Like, I don't have the answer to give them tomorrow, but I did make progress. And what I did realize is that I am learning and feeling my way through how to have a writing business and also create writing that I feel is art, if that's making any sense to you guys. We're long on time already, so I'm not going to go into it any more than that. But let me just say that I I have started to be more serious about submitting my short works. Um, and I figured out that I can probably do three a week, three pieces a week that are polished and just either submitted to um, a publication for consideration or at least sitting there and ready to go should I get a call where I think that it's a good fit. Three pieces seems to be about the most that I can handle because like you said, crafting, Jen had said great works aren't written, they're edited. And my writing craft is not yet to a place where I'm comfortable taping my first draft to the window like that famous writer was who did that. Did you know there was a guy? He would sit at a typewriter in the store window and write. And then as he was finished typing the page, he would put it in the store window and that was like published, right? My craft level is not there yet. I need to take a piece that I've written and fix it up. So it takes me a while to do that. So I'm committing to three pieces. And meanwhile, I'm going to have to come back next Thursday to let you know where I'm going to focus my getting a larger work ready for publication energy because I just have so many to pick from and I just don't even know how to pick which one I'm going to give my attention to until I actually intensively spend time looking at them to see what kind of work they're going to require. So three pieces for next week, plus hopefully that answer for you guys. Okay. Just real quick, I want to put a shout out to another podcast. Um, it's not a Christian podcast, but um, a few of us watch or, watch or listen to it. Self-publishing formula this last week. I've not finished the podcast. I've started watching it. But it, the title is How to Be a Productive Author. And they talk about the... The guest talks about that you have to see this as a business, and so I might uh, I'm going to watch that later on today. So just throwing that out there for anyone who's interested in that as well. So, all right, Rhonda, how about you, dear? Okay, so um, my um, uh, nonfiction is not um, published yet. Um, so anyway, but I do have a fairy garden wall. So that's there. <laughs> priorities um, hashtag yes. priorities. Yes. Um, my the book I'm writing with mom. Um, it occurred to me while Tina and Jen were talking that I spent a lot of time in development and in editing, and I've spent a lot of my office hours doing that. And I really haven't been writing, writing fresh, new, or even really writing anything. I'm just doing editing. And so my accountability for the next week is for the first two sprint or the first two half hours of our office hours next week, every day I'm going to write. So hold me accountable to that. Even if we just do like a writing prompt, right, Rhonda? Like even if we never use it, we need to, I agree. My brain is not glowing as much as it should because when I, 
I'm getting edits from Jamie and then I'm going to fix it. And there, there are parts that I have to like really rewrite and restructure because of things that did, weren't working. And that's like full on writing. And I feel like sometimes I'm just sitting there going, mm. like I don't even know what to say. So it's been a long mm -hmm. process for me, but okay. So accountability. Um, I showed up every day for office hours, even on Monday when I was sick, except for Wednesday, which is yesterday, which, um, because I unexpectedly had to take my elderly aunt to the doctor. Um, and that's okay. Again, like we talked about today, that life just happens. And so, um, again, my accountability is I need to be in office hours every day. My girls are off next week. Interception. Wow. So this will be a real challenge. It'll be like a precursor to like what summer's going to look like for me. So I need to be office hours every day. Um, I need to catch up with Jamie. Jamie is so much farther ahead of me in editing my book than I am in uh, making the corrections that she is suggesting. So I need to really spend some time doing that. And I need to write every day, like Rhonda says. I think I, I, at least the first sprint, I need to do some sort of writing even if it's just something I'm never going to use just to get my mind back into writing. So that's Well, we should part. talk about that because I would really like if we did similar to what we do before the postcast where we're going to mm -hmm. share what we wrote with each other and give each other some positive, oh, hooray for you. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to take up our whole, like even if we did 15 minutes, because then it feels like I'm not wasting my time because at least I'm going to get an girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not, yeah. not a bad idea. So That's All a right. great idea. Yeah. All right, great. Any last comments before we skedaddle over to the postcast? Just that um, I just now I thought it was snowing. What? And what? I looked out my Why? window over this way, and it's pollen. Uh -huh. Oh, maybe cottonwood? Do you think, or do you think it literally? I don't even know, but there's like white, fluffy things floating over here yeah. between the houses. If I turn this, I don't think you can even see because it's so bright. No, right. I don't know what I just knocked off my desk. Um, it is so gorgeous here in Michigan today. And I, like I had said to Jamie before, when we had crappy weather, I'm like, yes, it, the winters are terrible here and they're long, but the exchange is summer in Michigan. There is no, there is mm -hmm. no competition. It is nothing best, like it. It's nothing. amazing. Most I guess it depends gorgeous. on who you are. Well, I'm, I'm right. So <laughs> I prefer summer in Alaska, but that's just well, me. Oh my goodness. If you go to Michigan in the summer, you'll think you want to live there forever. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I just love it. Yep. So, all right. Well, thank you very much everybody for joining us today amidst our delay and our tech issues. We appreciate each and every one of you. So hang on one second. I want to shout out to Maria because she did write her prompt. So it's on Twitter for everybody to read. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. All right. So that just does it, about does it for us today. Thank you so much again for joining us. Um, don't forget to subscribe to this channel. You can also go to our website, which is christianindiewriters.net and sign up for our newsletter. So you'll never miss an episode of this podcast, as well as get some of our freebies. We haven't added any new freebies lately. We should think about what some new things we can do, but there's some good stuff there. So go ahead and sign up for that as well. Um, this concludes the Christian Indie Writers podcast. So until next week, may your pen be prolific, may your deadlines be met, and may all of your words honor Christ. God bless. Bye. Bye. Okay, I don't know how to end this. <laughs> There's no like, little live button that tells us when we're not live anymore. No, because this is different. There we go. Bye.